Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, 16 Mii costumes. Is that a prequel to 27 dresses? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including that final wave of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass DLC. And then on Thursday, we're running down all Nintendo first-party game DLC support. But in the meantime, Mark, how's it going? It's going great. I'm really excited to talk about... All of the DLC for Nintendo first-party games. On Switch, every single game that has gotten DLC support, be it paid or free, we're going to run it all down. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm at the point in the Switch... This is not this episode. This is <laughs> yeah, the next yeah, episode. That's right. That's right. That's right. But uh, the reason I'm looking forward to it... I'm, yeah, I'm going to talk about it right now. All right. <laughs> is that uh, I feel like where I'm at the point with the Nintendo Switch yeah. where I'm enjoying it, Uh oh. but I'm... I feel like it is, it's past its bedtime. Mm. You know, I'm ready to put it to sleep, to yep. tuck it in, right. and then um, go Wait. hang out with its cool new... With its cooler, prettier sister? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's where that, that story was going. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, gross, uh, <laughs> it's a gross line of... But, you know, I, I, I agree with you, and I, that, that is definitely, like... The thing that I'm feeling uh, as we are on basically the eve of um, the last wave of DLC for um, Mario Kart, we've got a release date for um, Pokemon, and uh, Splatoon is like the last, the, the last like outstanding thing, and that's going to come out uh, early next year. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the the like promise of like these things are going to keep on giving is over. Yeah, yeah, it just feels like the Switch is in its twilight years. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, I'm ready for some retrospectives. And it's no Twilight Princess. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Table for one. (laughs) Uh, Mark, if people would like to support us, if they would like to support this show, they can go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. And if you choose to support us there at the 8-bit or 16-bit levels, you can get access to our once-a-month episodes of various miniseries that we do. We have just put out the final episode of NCS Goes Broadway, where we talk about... Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, uh, we, uh, we, we've already announced the, the new uh, miniseries. Yes? That's right. Starting in January, we are going to be embarking on NCS Arcade, where... Patrick and I will be playing games that we've never beaten that are available on Nintendo Switch Online and Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Um, the f- game we're going to be talking about in January is The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Yep. And I'm really excited to have a reason to play through this game mm-hmm. and to talk about it. So uh, if you are a Patreon member, you'll have access to that episode and you should play along with us. You should play it's along gonna, with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are we going to solicit feedback for that? It would be like, hey, write in with your experiences with Minish Cap? Yes. We, yes, we, yes, we are. We are deciding this on mic yeah, right now. That sounds like a great idea. 
Um, also, you should join our Discord uh, where people are talking about Nintendo stuff basically all the time. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, and we will send you an invitation. It is just Mark. That easy. Um, all right, let's uh, get into what we've been playing this week. Maybe the last two weeks, uh, because, of course, we were uh, turned into zombies and then murdered by a hammer last week. Uh, so let's talk about what we've been playing the last two weeks. Oh, and there was a question from the Discord of uh, how did we come back from that, from turning into zombies and then being uh, smacked with a hammer. Uh, we put in another quarter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and I so I, I finished yep. the game. Bye bye. I have not a hundred percented it yet. I wasn't sure I was going to. Yeah. But I beat the game and then immediately wanted more, mm-hmm. and so I immediately started. Should going Should we back. make this a space where we can talk about the end of the game? Yes. So, do you want to talk about what? How? How is this easier for listeners? Do you want to talk about your stuff? first and then mm. we will i don't know how that helps people who are would be like seeking through it well because like you would be looking for like where the music is uh-huh. right or you could because you can get the section break let's let's talk about my stuff okay and, and then we'll go back to talking about uh, super mario brothers wonder um so uh this week or this weekend rather i picked up wario where move it mark and how, it's, how is it it's fun it is the story mode of it like the main like go of it very short. Oh, um, okay. Uh, Sarah and I got through, like, handing the controllers back and forth. Got through the story mode in an hour. Oh, so really short. Really short. And, you know, like, it's a WarioWare game. You're not, like, playing it to play the story mode. But, like, that is a, uh, when you finish that, you're kind of like, okay, well, what else do you want to do? Um, uh, but, like, it's cool. It's, uh, it, it's, it has all of the same sort of, like, joys of, it has some of the same joys. Of uh, Wario, where smooth moves, smooth moves on, on the Wii. On the Wii, um, uh, there, there's a lot more butt stuff in this game. <laughs> Butts are everywhere. Okay, uh, I think it's just something in the air. Have you been watching the Great British Bake Off? They've, oh, they've been leaning into their filthiness. I don't, I, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Like they, they, they're making balls jokes no, all the they, time. They, they revel it. and they're aware. Like it's one thing if you yes. stumble into it and yes. everybody does like the laughing thing. It's another thing when you know when Paul Hollywood's trying to be clever. Yeah, it's like get out of here, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> it's just like when he discovered that like oh, it's a Hollywood handshake. Get out of here with that. I don't want you to be aware of why you're charming. <laughs> like, no, no, I completely agree. But all this is to say, yeah. I think randiness is just in the air. Sure. And WarioWare is not immune to it. No, in fact, it is reveling in it. Um, but it's uh, it's it's fun and it's cool and I I, I like it a lot. Um, it, I do. Because you are physically moving your body when you play, uh, you can't you can't just like zone out on the couch and play it, right? Um, or like you know uh, the WarioWare Gold on the uh, 3DS is my, one of my go-to playing games because it can really like hypnotize me with just like play mini game after mini game after mini game. Um, and uh, Move It is a lot more of like you have to move around and like change your stances and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it is just like a different thing to engage with. I would like to get in more like social situations with it and get like other people playing too, um, and, uh, work on some of the like multiplayer modes in there. Um, so like 
there is a definite like hurdle to me playing it all the time. Um, and like, it's funny as Sarah and I were playing it, she was like, Hey, what was the name of that game that uh, Yumi and Mark played uh, like a couple months ago? It was like a new game. And I was like, Oh, everybody want to switch. She's like, yeah, I'm getting like some of the, what was fun about what was fun about that when it was fun is the same thing. That's fun about this. Um, but it's fun that way all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, that feels like uh, faint praise. Um, but I, I, I do like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Smooth Moves is probably my favorite WarioWare experience. I don't know yeah. that I would say it's my favorite WarioWare game, but, like, the experience of playing it was probably the most fun. Does it bring back the, uh, um, like, really, like, soothing voice that's explaining the stances okay. and everything? We, we have to talk about this. Okay. Because yes and no. Yes, there is a voice that explains the stances and gives, like, a little joke. But no, the character of the voice has changed. Uh, uh-huh. So in uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves, the voice is like, uh, it's like a Zen voice giving you like, you know, yoga positions or something like that. And like, it's, it's got like a very like airy sort of thing. Um, and in Move It, the voice is like a, um, uh, like the, the whole game is like themed on you're on a tropical island and it's like a, a vacation that Wario and 20 of his friends uh, went on together. Um, and it's like the god of the island. And so there's like these like sort of like tiki style like carvings of um, like uh, island inhabitants and stuff. And so the, the voice is not, it's way less charming. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's doing basically the same thing, just like the character of it has changed enough that i'm not that i don't love it in the same way i'm excited to check it out i've picked yeah. it up but i haven't played it yet i really like WarioWare games i was reading a review of um move it that really i hadn't really thought about why um get it together like i liked get it together but yeah. why it didn't like stick for me the same way and the review really summed it up well i wish i could remember which review it was but basically they're saying like oh like um get it together was almost too complicated yeah. because every character right. had their own move set and the micro games are so frantic anyways that it like added a layer of complication that was like almost a layer too much. And yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's sort of true of the, of uh, move, move it, it as well. Cause like, you know, uh, when in uh, smooth moves, you're doing it with a single Wii remote, right? So it becomes uh, what does, how, how do you control all these games with one hand, right? Um, and this is like the two hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot more of like you decoding what it's like learning about you um, to like control the thing that's on screen. So like there, I feel like my brain was always able to like process it or usually able to process it fast enough. But like, you know, the first time you encounter a game, it's kind of like, ah, what do I do? Right. Um, and uh, sometimes you just, like, flail and, like, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But, like, there there were quite a few where, like, Sarah had, like, bumped on it hard and, like, couldn't figure out uh, until, like, we talked about it afterwards. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so, you know, in, in that way, it's almost more abstract. Um, and that adds to the chaos. Oh, yeah, I see. But I'd really like uh, we we should get together and and play some time because there uh there are a bunch of multiplayer modes that we didn't really dig into. Also, it was the first weekend with the game, uh, and I got my uh my COVID booster and flu shots this weekend, so I was like kind of in sick day mode. Um, and like while I want to play video games while I'm on sick day, 
I don't want to play a game where I'm like <laughs> up and jumping around. Right. And, yeah. You know, uh, pretending I'm a chicken and like drawing uh, shapes with my butt. Um, but so uh, sort of more in the mode of uh, sick day, uh, I downloaded the demo for Dragon Quest Monsters 2, the Dark Prince, whatever it's called. That sounds right. That's It, it sounds like it could be the name of a Dragon Quest game. Um, uh, and it feels very much like a modern, like, uh, open world Pokemon game, like uh, Arceus or Scarlet and Violet, um, in that, like, the world is, like, kind of shockingly open. It's still kind of, like, uh, linear in that, like, you're going to go from, like, this big open space to, like, a town um, and, uh, and that sort of thing. And I like that the monsters I'm um, uh, capturing are Dragon Quest monsters. Um, but, like, when I finished the demo, and I've not finished it yet, it's uh, pretty meaty. I probably put, like, an hour and a half, two hours into it. Um, when I finished the demo, I am certain that that is the end of my Dragon Quest uh monsters experience uh, uh-huh. just because like you know it's, it's not it's not my like kind of game um what is the gameplay loop is it like an open world pokemon game like are you collecting yes. yeah you're collecting monsters yeah. and then they're in your roster yeah. and you're yeah. doing battles with you've, them you've and that got sort a party of, of four like dragon quest style but they're all uh they're all monsters and like you can sub them out you have four that are, like, in your reserves that are uh, gaining experience points that, like, just aren't actually in the fight. And is it, like, Pokemon where it's, like, monster versus monster? Like, that's what the battles are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend checking it out because, like, especially if, like, uh, Pokemon is of... Like, the, the relationship you and I have to both Pokemon and Dragon Quest makes me think that both of us should at least, like, put in some time with this game um, because we like those Dragon Quest monsters. We like the feel of Dragon Quest and the look of it. And sometimes we like the sound of it. Do you like the sound of Dragon Quest? Have we ever really talked about this? Like, do we like the music from that game or not? Uh, it's always the same. Why is it always the same? No, some of the older games, the music is very good. We're yeah. setting aside the personal views of the composer. Yeah, absolutely. But yes. like uh, um, Dragon Quest Eleven and it's ilk, <laughs> including Dragon Quest XI S, that goes to the Loose of Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. is uh, bad. The music in that game is bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is it, so repetitive. Well, and I, I, and that is, like, it's all the same tunes. <laughs> it is. I remember there was one part of the, like, towards the uh, end of that game where, like, you get a new musical instrument. Yes. And you play a song. And I was like, as this cutscene was starting... I was like, ah, we are finally going to get a different piece of music. Right, and it's just like, bum, 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 Not even using the instrument that you're yeah. playing. The music in that game is really bad. Uh, and, and, like, it's it's just so bizarre that, like, that's not something that they seem to, like, iterate on. And the loops are as short as they must have been. The 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 older games are better. Yeah, Like, okay. and I think, because I think the, the composer of, the previous games is dead. I think he died. Mm. And so um, uh, I'm guessing, I hope, that the newer games will be better because he was very old and uh, I think they kept him on as composer because he like you couldn't replace him while he was alive because he was part of Dragon Quest. Sure. But um, yeah, the in uh, 11, it was the music was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, I would and I would also be interested if other people are checking out the uh, Monsters 2 demo, um, just because I don't totally know how, how to feel about it. 
Um, it does not look great on like a it's well art directed like all uh dragon quest games are but like you know it looks like it's two generations back which i know is kind of just a switch criticism in general but like it does not look like it is taking uh real advantage of the hardware you know what the hardware can actually do um and then mark because i'm uh weak and wanted comfort uh i'm playing through final fantasy 7 uh also on switch uh, like the original Final Fantasy VII, uh, I'm uh, a- 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 approaching the um, uh, final assault on the Shinra Tower just at the end of Midgar. Um, so like I'm, I've still got uh, quite a ways uh, to go in that game. But it-, it put my Final Fantasy V play on hold because I was like, this is fun, but I want I'm I'm doing this because I want like nostalgia vibes. Um, and so I just switched over to Seven, uh, and I'm enjoying that tremendously. That's awesome. Now. Yeah, so now we are going to talk about uh, Wonder, mm-hmm. and, but before we get to spoilers, yes. like the end end of the game. So I was really loving Wonder. I, you know, was having a great time, but the as the game, like the further the game went on, the more fun I had. Yeah. And so by the end, I like beat Bowser, and then initially, I uh, before I actually got to the end, I was like, you know, I'm going to beat Bowser, and I... I'm probably probably done with it. But then I beat Bowser and immediately I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and get everything. Yeah. Um and it is such a joy. Like I, I really love this game. I think my favorite like little detail in a uh an a level, and so I guess like spoilers for a level existing is and like details about it is there's like the ninja dance one uh-huh and the little animations on the ninjas they're in good. time it's so good they have like tambourines for yep. a while and then other times they're just doing like little like ninja hip th- thrusts in time with the music like uh there, there's just so many amazing fun details in yes. the game and like the levels are fun uh and surprising and so like in the another spoiler for the special world, the you know the second level of the game is the like Parada Plant Parade. Yes, and then in the special world you have like the next like the special Parada Plant Parade. Yeah, again, just hilarious. It's it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, and then okay, so now spoilers for the last boss battle, right? And like that that the level like uh, uh, approaching him. Um, I just loved that it was like, remember all the Wonderflower effects? We're just going to do them all. Yes. Um, and that just like one at a time. And it, it takes until like maybe the second or third one happening that you're like, oh yeah, we're just getting them all. This is just like a greatest hits of all the like fun moments in the game. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought so too. And I thought the Bowser battle was actually fun. I thought so too. It's not challenging. No, it's really, not like, particularly challenging. That, that, that final level there is, is not challenging but i'm fine like Me i'm too. fine with that like the the level of challenge in wonder i am totally okay with because again like you go back to world you go back to three like right. those are not particularly hard bowser battles right like the oh, idea yeah totally you know what i mean like yeah. the idea of these games is not to be hyper challenging um and if you want some of that you can it's there put yourself in invisible mode and play well, a- every a- level that way if you really want to right well and if you want like the very difficult challenge the final final badge test challenge 
is that? And I haven't I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, I haven't even attempted it because I was like, I'm gonna get 100% everything, and then you I may go not back. have unlocked it yet because you have to do. Um, there's like one. So there's like the uh, in the special world. There's like the hub, uh, thing yeah, that uh-huh. is the the piranha plants. And there's like a level beyond that. Yeah. And then there's a level beyond that. Oh, okay. So yeah. I haven't unlocked it yet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I. Okay, that's good to know. And then for doing the very last one, is that how? Because I have one badge spot that is yes. okay. Yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. It's like a special badge that unlocks. It, it is a okay. special badge. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, love the game. Um, it surpassed my expectations, and I love it more now than I did when I like started it. And I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. But uh, now I'm like, oh, this is such a good entry point for anybody playing Mario ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with that. I do still think that the uh, local co-op is a, a, a little wanting. Not being able to control who has the crown and therefore who the camera follows uh, can be really limiting in a 2D Mario game, especially one that is based so much on, like... Uh, moving like vertically or um like moving fast like i feel like it happens a lot where like if you're playing together i think you're just gonna end up leaving people behind yeah i haven't played any local co-op yet which is something i would like to do i have played like you know there have been times where i wasn't able to play with like the passive online where you saw like other players shadows running around and stuff but uh i and so when i am playing without it i realize how much I think it adds to the game. I think it's so much fun. Like, um, you will have people who are like helping you through yes. levels, you know, or like showing you things. Or one time I was uh just the other day, I was trying to collect one of the purple wonder coins and it was in a spot and there was somebody who I'd been like kind of like running with, and it was in a spot where uh, uh my ability to get it had already like passed. And so, but the person stood there and, like, did the crouching thing to let me know, hey, I'm waiting. So I could jump for it, die, and then they just stood there so I could, like, spawn oh, that's back. that's nice. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, like, stuff like that that, um, and then we, like, got to the end together and did, like, the happy face. And then I'll never see, you know, like, I'm not right. going to necessarily encounter that person in the game again. I don't remember what their username is. But it just, it added, it adds so much to the experience in a way that I really wasn't anticipating. Yeah, yeah, it's that that kind of stuff is 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 super fun and just like rewarding, right? Where uh, it just feels like, oh yeah, I'm I'm connected to this other person for uh, a a brief moment while I was approaching or while I was doing that final final test, their badge test, whatever it's called. Um, I was running through that in the passive, you know, like on online multiplayer thing, and because it is just like a uh, a gauntlet of like you die over and over again. I was with like the same people attempting the same thing just like over and over and over and like you're moving too fast to really like help each other travel together um but like because you keep dying and going back to the beginning you will overlap with them at different times and so it's just like I don't know it it's like heartwarming to see like oh that person's working on it I'm working on it let's work on it together yeah yeah it's really cool it I it surprised me how much I enjoy it um, all right, uh, so that's the end of spoilers, uh, and also the end of us talking about what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Today, Tuesday, November 7th, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 is released digitally. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, we have Super Double Dragon and 
Double Dragon Advance released digitally. Yeah, so those are just like the Double Dragon games that came out on Super NES and on Game Boy Advance. Okay. Are just like being released separately. Someone somewhere was like, hey, we've got those Double Dragon games, right? Put them out. And then also on Thursday, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe comes to a close with Booster Course Pass Wave 6. Yes, so this was uh, like detailed and dated last week. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk all about it now. Yeah. Okay. So, Acorn Cup. There are uh, two new cups: mm-hmm. Acorn Cup and Spiny Cup. Acorn Cup has Rome Avanti from Rome Avanti <laughs> Mario Kart Tour, mm-hmm. DK Mountain from Double Dash, Daisy Circuit from Wii, and Piranha Plant Cove, which is the new track. Right. And we don't always get a brand new track, but this is a brand new track. Um, Mark, do you have any affinity for either DK Mountain or Daisy Circuit? I don't rem- I don't remember Daisy I Circuit. I kind of don't remember either of them. <laughs> DK Mountain, I feel like I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, I-, I wouldn't say I have strong affinity for either track. Uh, I'm excited to get back into them and remember what they're like. So, Piranha Plant Cove was, does this mean that it will never be in Tor? Because Tor has That's ended? That's my thought, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah, uh, yeah this is a, but, you know, I mean, there'll be another Mario Kart game after this, presumably, maybe Piranha Plant Cove will carry over into the next one, just like how um, Luke was the final character added to Street Fighter Five, and then he's one of the main characters of Street Fighter Six. I anticipate it'll be exactly like that. And I know that's exactly the analogy that you were thinking of, and you, I, you were so graceful <laughs> you, you, to let me express you it. You saw me starting to say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Spiny Cup. The Madrid Drive from Tour, Rosalina's Ice World from Kart 7, Bowser's Castle 3 from Super Mario Kart, and then Rainbow Road from Mario Kart Wii. How many Rainbow Roads is this now? Like 30? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's six. I think this is our sixth Rainbow Road. Um, But it could be even more than that. Yeah, it could be. It's cool. It genuinely could be. It's cool. The game is uh, just stuffed with Rainbow Roads. Um, yeah, any on these that... Well, so uh, Rosalina's Ice World is kind of a weird one from Mario Kart 7. Um, it's, it's one of those uh, that just like feels a little like too busy and a little like too wide for its own good, um, where it just like they could do it on the 3DS, so they did, and you're like, okay, well, fine. Um, but I'm very interested to see what they do with Bowser's Castle 3. Um, just uh, some of the clips that we saw in the like announcement trailer had these like big tall lava walls oh. uh, and obviously that's not part of what the uh nes or the super nes was doing with its mode 7 graphics um so however they've re-envisioned that uh i'm i'm very excited to uh mess around with it then we're also getting some new characters uh diddy kong mm-hmm. funky kong mm-hmm. pauline yes and peachette peach and peachette is of course toad who has uh grabbed a super crown super crown is correct from new super mario brothers u deluxe there you go <laughs> and uh toadette when she grabs a super crown turns mm-hmm. into peachette so she now uh joins uh peach as being a a character who has a powered up version of herself and mario of course um has a powered up version of himself as a separate character so Mario, Peach, and Toadette are the only ones like that. Yeah. Wow. The power. The power. Uh, any thoughts on Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, or Pauline? 
yeah, I think they're all great. I'm, I'm, here's, here's the real truth, is that anytime they introduce a new character to uh, Mario Kart, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> you got all the ones you want. Well, no, um, no, 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 no. That's not even that. It's just that I'm like, the character that you play as in Mario Kart matters so little. Oh, interesting. And each of these characters are just like, like pa- Pauline is a heavy type character, um, which means she's going to play just like Rosalina. Um, so it's like the difference between these two characters is only aesthetic, um, which like, I, I, it matters, but I'm also like, I'm racing a cart. Like I'm just going to be zipping around having fun. The aesthetic doesn't matter that much to me. Mm, interesting. I fall more on the it matters a great deal to me. Oh, so tell me uh, what you're excited <laughs> about here. I think it's nice that Pauline is kind of like joined the Nintendo Pantheon. Sure. Like they're not, Pauline is not probably going to be a uh, like main cast, original cast pick. But that you can kind of like expect Pauline sure. to show up eventually in DLC. Like, uh, I, uh, I think it's just nice that Nintendo has more playable female characters that aren't like, yes, that is true. You know, Princess Peach. But a bummer that one of them has to be Peach at, right? <laughs> like, especially when we add two Kongs, but they're Diddy and Funky. I know. Where's I know. Dixie? Yeah, I know. Uh, I do think it's funny, like, Toadette's. Life must be so different when she transforms into Peachette. Like, people yeah. must treat her. Oh, yeah. She gets to, like, uh, cut to the front of the line. Like, do you think, well, do you th- that, people I think, people think, think she's that Peach? she's Peach? Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. And I think that's the intent. I mean, I think that's why she grabs the uh, Super Crown. Do you remember the, the 30 Rock episode, uh, The Bubble, where yes. Liz is dating a doctor? Dr. Jeffrey Baird. <laughs> Baird is, is his last name. Played by John Ham. John Ham. Yeah, and he's just too beautiful. So everyone, yeah, uh, he's a real dummy. Yeah, like, he's a he, real dummy. He thinks he's really good at tennis. He's awful, but mm-hmm. every because he's beautiful, everybody treats him and like Liz, he's Liz a genius. Says, he's as bad at sex as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I think that's the life Peachette is. I like, think that's probably is, right. is living when she. But trans- that's aspirational. Or, he lo- Doctor Baird loves being in the bubble. I know. No, I'm not. I'm not blaming Toadette. Hey, yeah. if we had all, if we all had the opportunity to live that's in the true. bubble. We live in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, there's also 16 me costumes. 17 if you count the Daisy amiibo costume. So there's like, a, you know, there are amiibo costumes where like you scan in the amiibo and then you can dress the me's in those, in costumes associated with those uh, amiibo. So Daisy is, is being added and there are 16 other me costumes. Wow. Me's, just when you think. They're going away. Right. Then Michael McCuller drafts one onto his zombie team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now he has 17 new outfits in which to dress it. It's true. And then also a music player, kind of. Well, I, not, not kind of. It, it, it's in there, right? There's a music player. Um, the, I think the sort of like asterisk here is where it's like, Ooh, that's so close to what I wanted. You're right. I guess I guess it's what uh, Smash Ultimate has. Yes. Where you can, if you have your Switch with you, you can put it in like sleep mode, and the music will still play. And but I mean, this like presupposes that you're walking around with your Switch, using it as a music playing device. Right. Which you never will. It's possible. No, I don't think so. <laughs> there, they must have. Can't they, be done. They must have data. That people like did it with Ultimate. 
and so they feel like That's this very is worthwhile. Yeah. Um. Because otherwise, like, why, why, why do it? Why do it? Well, because it feels like a feature, right? <laughs> It feels like it's a feature, and the music in the game is so great. The music is, is great. Which is why I want one of two things, and this is neither. Uh, one, the ability to stream music from my phone. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, oft-requested uh, uh, music player on the Nintendo Switch app on my phone. Or the ability to change the volume levels as I'm playing the game. Yes, and I'm, I'm maybe foolishly still holding out hope that, you know, when Wave 6 releases on Thursday. Yeah. That'll be a surprise. That would be fantastic. In there, that they're right. like volume sliders. Because you uh, want to listen to the yes, um, uh, track Dolphin Shoals. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, the I <laughs> still even even though you uh p- piped in with one. Yeah, I still can't arm Excite Bike. There oh we my go. Gosh, you want to listen to the Excite Bike track music by itself? Great, do that. Well, so this will let you do that, but you won't be playing the game at the same right. time. Right, yes. Yeah. That, that's what I want. What I, all I want to do is take the sound effects and put them at like 25%. Uh-huh. The voices, zero. <laughs> Music all the way up. And then just blast and have a great time. Yep, that's the life I want to live. And maybe on Thursday, that'll be the life I am living. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but I have 17 new me costumes. That's right. In which to... Uh... You own a Daisy Amiibo, of course, right? <laughs> I could borrow somebody's. Would you like to borrow mine? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, I would. Uh, all right. And that's all, all, all we got coming out this week. Um, let's close this segment out. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433 and 1952. American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433. When a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. So... For the purposes of this show, our instruments are... <laughs> oh, no, I messed it up. Uh, our instruments are talking about Nintendo, but uh, for the duration of one form, it's 433, Mark, and I'll talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, it is November. The prompt here, the thing that we are talking about, pumpkins. Do you remember in October when we were doing a, we were doing quizzes? Yeah. And one of the quizzes was Halloween history. Yes. And one of the questions was which state produces the most pumpkins? Illinois. And we like, yeah, we we learned from doing this BuzzFeed quiz that it was Illinois. And then I was- Wasn't Illinois my answer? Wasn't, no. I don't think either of us got it right. Okay, all right, all right. We could go back and listen. I'm not, no, we can't. Uh, and so I was at a work function, and we were doing trivia. Yeah. And one of the questions was, what state on the Mississippi, or like the borders of the Mississippi or whatever, sure. uh, produces the most pumpkins? And I had to explain to my team how I knew the answer to it. Yeah. You were like, so, back before the Nintendo Switch came out. <laughs> <laughs> Just really laying it all out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But anyways... I even knew that the answer was Illinois, and it was because of a BuzzFeed quiz yes. that we did on 433. Uh, so let me ask you, pumpkins in yeah. general, um, the whole, like, uh, ceremony around, like, you get a pumpkin, you carve it, you have it out, yeah. decorative gourds, um, is is the aesthetic side of, like, pumpkinry something that you're interested in? Um... I like if you look around. I guess not really, but like you know, we I we have we have a few yeah fall like gourds, um around. So I would say that I we're not like 
big decorate for the holidays, people. Sure. Um, and especially, like, Thanksgiving, because, um, like, this time last year, we already had all of our Christmas stuff up and ready to go. That's right. Like, yeah. my husband was tearing down the few Halloween things we have <laughs> the night of the October 31st. Yes. He was ready for it to be over with. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, I I like fall ambiance. Mm. Uh, but, like, gourds specifically, it just feels like the default. Like, what else? Like, you have, like, corn. Yeah. Scarecrows. Maybe. But that, that's kind of, like, explicitly sti- uh, tied into the spooky season, right? Like, you've got a little stuffed turkey I can see on yeah, your, yeah, we on do your have end a, table over uh-huh. there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel like, I feel like Hall... Hall Fall is a challenging holiday to decorate for. Um, there is one of my all-time favorite uh, um, uh, onion headlines that's uh, oh, it's got a, a swear word in it, so I can't use it uh, right now. But it's uh, it's decorative gourd season, mother flankers. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's, I love it so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree in that, like, you know, Sarah and I carved pumpkins a couple of years ago uh, when, well, I guess in 2020, when it was like, uh, we're still all in like pandemic mode. Um, uh, and I liked that. But generally speaking, I haven't really engaged with like pumpkin farms or anything like that um, of late. Um, so these sort of aesthetic joys of pumpkins, I'm kind of like, you know, I, I, I keep at arm's length. Yeah. I feel like outside of their decorative elements, I don't really have much use for pumpkins. Well, let's talk about that because there's the other component of pumpkin in that it is food. Yes. Um, and is there pumpkin food that you look like forward to? Pie. That you, like? you like pumpkin pie. Yeah, I like pumpkin pie. Um, it was long uh, for a very long time a uh, tradition at my family to always get two pies at Thanksgiving, one pecan, one pecan and one pumpkin. Uh, and no, if I start the sentence uh, another time, I may not say pecan the same way. <laughs> um, and I always hate both those desserts. Mm-hmm. Don't much care for a pumpkin pie. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like pumpkin pie, but otherwise, uh, like, I don't like pumpkin seeds. I don't want pumpkin seeds on anything. Sure. Even if we roast them up real good, get them nice and salty. No. Maybe a little, like, what else do you uh, roast pumpkin seeds with? Salt? I already said. <laughs> Pepper? <laughs> Yeah, it just, I yeah. don't know, not really my thing. Um, Is there another application of pumpkin that you do? I like pumpkin-flavored things to but a degree. But that's just, you like cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. Why did that happen? Well, I guess we'll never I know. Guess, I guess we'll never know. Um, uh, Mark, we were accompanied today by students, hold on, from the Royal Center School of Speech and Drama, MA Music Theater uh, program in 2013 as conducted by course leader Paul Barker. Hey, celebrating the 10th anniversary of that recording. Yep. (laughs) That's why I played it. Um, Mark, let's get into the news. If you thought that Nintendo was done with uh, new bundles, new versions of hardware, they have a trick up their sleeve. So, Earlier this year, a couple of months ago, they announced the, maybe a month ago, they announced the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle, which previously had been like the Black Friday deal, uh, but now it just became kind of like the default configuration for buying a base level Switch. And uh, these and the other two that we're about to mention all kind of uh, 
uh, started going on sale October 8th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Beginning there, of October. Yeah, yeah, there was the Mar- Super Mario Brothers Wonder, like the Mario Special Edition OLED. Right, was like which, Mario Red. But did not come with the game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Then the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Bundle, and then and the Animal Crossing Switch Lite Bundles, which are exclusive to Walmart and Target, depending on the color you wanted to get. Yes. But... And for a second, we were like, are those, like, taking the place of, like, the? are they just putting out the Black Friday stuff early because they want to move the inventory they have, maybe because they got another Switch they want to put out next year, um, or what? And it turns out, we there's more. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was a real or what, because <laughs> there's a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Bundle that comes with the OLED version, uh, releasing on November 19th. So, you get the OLED with uh like smash ultimate themed joy-con yep and then uh the game itself three months of nintendo switch online for 349.99 which is the regular oled price so yeah if you don't have ultimate yet you don't and you you know it's a pretty good deal yeah and like if you were thinking about upgrading to a uh uh from the base model to an oled and you didn't have uh smash like this is a perfectly good reason and opportunity to uh to to do that and then the other thing that's coming out is uh themed around super mario party it's uh super mario oh wait wait sorry i think i read this wrong so it's the game plus red plus blue joy con all bundled together yes oh i thought it was just joy con but no this makes sense no this is the game and the red and blue joy con and it's not it's not the uh neon red and uh neon blue joy con that were bundled with the original switch it's the like mario uh red and blue wow this uh i so that this is, is coming a fascinating out. Bundle. it's a fascinating bundle that releases on the 10th so later this week and for a hundred dollars this is really interesting i think it shows the staying power of mario party like super mario party specifically yes uh, it, and it, it it is also a bummer though because there are some ways where I'm like this should be, this should have been how it released in the first place. Ah, uh, did the old Wii Party trick? One hundred percent. That's what this is. That people who are interested in getting another set of Joy-Con may as well get this bundle because it twenty dollars more expensive than getting a pair of Joy-Con, right? Uh, and you get Super Mario Party, just packed in. Yeah. Yep, it's a good deal. Uh, it, the thing is, I'm struck with two conflicting ideas at the same time. One, that's a lot of money. And two, it's a good deal. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. It's because Joy-Con are so crazy expensive. Joy-Con are crazy expensive. Which, but they're, they're as expensive as like other, uh, like a, a new PlayStation controller, a new Xbox controller. Like everything costs like $70, $80 now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is crazy that it's like, I'm like, oh, $100 for a game and a controller, that's a good deal. Yeah. But here we are. Yep. Um, what do you make of the, uh, the, um, the, the Smash Ultimate bundle? Like, is, uh, there, there's obviously, we're uh, thinking about DLC right now, sort of preparing for um, the episode on, on, on Thursday. Obviously, Smash has a ton of DLC for it. Um, uh, I'm almost, like, surprised they haven't been more and i guess like smash just sells super well so like they don't need to um but that they haven't been more aggressive about like getting that game into people's hands 
because you can charge another $55 for the other two uh, Fighters Pass. I know. I, I do wonder. $55? I do wonder what, like, um, data or yeah. what, like, the... What's inst- driving it? What is... Yeah, what's the instinct? Because, like, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold so insanely mm-hmm. well, and that is now, like, the default... If you buy a Switch, yes, you know, like the game just comes with a Switch now, and so, but Ultimate, I think, is also being like incredibly successful. So it feels like they're trying. Maybe with the OLED, it is like upgraders, but upgraders who don't like. Why did they choose yeah. Smash? Yes, you know, and maybe it's like people who I think it's just don't because own a it Switch sells, yet. Right? Yeah, so maybe like, it's like, oh, okay, because that's also the deal with um, like uh, with uh, Super Mario Party. Is that like the Super Mario Party last time I checked has sold like 19 and a half million copies? It's one of like the top 15 best selling um, Switch games. They picked a game that sells incredibly well to put in this bundle. And that's obviously what happened with um, this Smash bundle and with the Cart uh, 8 Deluxe bundle. That they're like, no, 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 just take the games that sell and bundle those with stuff that we want to sell with them. Yeah, the Mario Party one makes sense to me as like a like a gift sure y- you know yes, like totally. the other ones it's um i i guess maybe just i feel like they've sold so many copies of ultimate yeah. and uh eight deluxe like who is left to sell this game to yeah but i guess there are tons of people who don't own a switch and then maybe this is the uh like if you're gonna pick yeah like if they were on the fence about picking one up you know like you own a playstation or something and you're like totally. oh i was Mm, yeah, Switch has a good library. Oh, and I get Ultimate basically, you know, yeah. for free. Then maybe that's the tipping point. Well, I, I do also think that there's something about like, um, like in the in in a household when you get like when you upgrade and like get a new Switch, um, in some ways, uh, you're you you may be expecting that your old Switch is going to become like another person in your household Switch, right? That like it doesn't. Uh, immediately get like sold to GameStop or whatever, but it becomes like someone else's. And if like they have separate accounts or whatever, that you may need another copy of uh, Smash Brothers. I also know it's like kind of a common thing for people to have over the last six years that the Switch has been out, just lose physical games because they're small and it's a portable machine. Um, and so I know they get stolen and you know like all all that kind of stuff that like it makes sense that someone would even have invested in like the DLC and then lost their copy of the game. So like having something like this could be like, Oh yeah, I'll just buy this and like get the game again. And then I guess there's also just, you know, not everybody does a Nintendo podcast and basically buys what do you every mean? hold on what? <laughs> and buys every Nintendo first party game sight on scene. Not everyone's experience. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, you, I feel like they're probably just targeting people who don't own a Switch yet and yeah. um, and heard about Super Smash Brothers. Right, or have played, played a previous version of it yeah. or something like that, you know, like... That's probably it, is that these games that have sold, like, over 20 million copies uh, and that are multiplayer games, the assumption is that someone who's interested in buying a Switch has played one of these games at their friend's house, Right. And so they've played Mario Kart before. They've played Smash Brothers before. So when they see a machine that comes with it, they're like, ah, the game I've played with my friend. Yeah. Yeah, can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, Last week, Nintendo added three new games to Nintendo Switch Online. And this is 
Uh, two of them, anyways. Probably some of the more interesting additions I love that we've drop. had for a while. Th- this drop is phenomenal. So we have Devil World. Uh-huh. For uh, the which NES. Is, which is for the NES. Well, I guess technically for, like, the Famicom. Great, Um, yes. And then the uh, Mysterious Murasame Castle. Yes. Uh, also for the Famicom, because both of these never released in North America, or at least the Mysterious Murasama Castle has been released on, like, virtual console and stuff. Right, but certainly not at the time that the NES was popular. Yeah. Yep. And then also they released Castlevania Legends for the Game Boy. Okay, well, let's talk about that later. Let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk about Devil World and the Mysterious Murasama Castle. Um, Mysterious Murasama Castle is uh, sort of an offshoot of the... Uh, development team that was worked like it was a, another stab at like a zelda like game it's way more action focused um and uh is so japanese um dare i say yeah that just like star tropics was a kind of yes shoot off of zelda for exclusively the west yes that the mysterious murasame cost murasame castle is similar uh-huh but just for japan Yes, but it doesn't have that like added charm of like because uh, Star Tropics is like the Japanese making a game for the West, thinking like this is what Americans are like, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's that little bit of like cultural confusion that I just love so much. Um, but yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right that like um, there is a fork in the road, and uh, on one side is Mur- mysterious Murasame Castle, and the other side is Star Tropics. Um, uh Murasame Castle hard. It's a hard game. Um and like super punishing, but like kind of fun. Have you gotten a chance to uh no, not check yet. it out anywhere? Yeah. Um totally worth playing. Great uh to play with the rewind functionality of Nintendo Switch Online. Um and I uh I, I, I have yet to beat it. I I don't want it to be one of the games that we cover as part of uh, NSO arcade or NCS arcade, um, but like it could be. Um, I just don't want to like punish us with like the, the difficulty of the game, but it, it's fun and totally playable. Um, even now, um, and then Devil World. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to check out Devil World. I've I've never I I have probably messed around with it on like an emulator or something somewhere sometime, but like Devil World doesn't even get ported over to um virtual consoles or stuff like that. Um, so I'd never like put any real time into it, but it is so bizarre it's a miyamoto game it's got koji kondo music in it um and it's just it's like a a pac-man ripoff where you are controlling a like godzilla like monster who's like small though um who he's in a maze uh and the walls of the maze are being controlled by the devil who's on the top of the screen like directing it left right up and down you can get smushed against the walls um and you're being chased by like two ghost things uh, and you can pick up crucifixes, which will allow you to shoot fire out of your mouth at these ghosts as you gobble up pellets. Um, and then that's like one mode. You you get all the pellets. And then there's a, a second like map that pops up where you're collecting Bibles and loading them into like some Bible machine in the center of the screen. Uh, and the, the game is just wild. It's just crazy. I didn't realize that uh, Nintendo in Europe they got oh. the game. It's just uh, the United States. It's another brain training. 
We uh, yeah. we we've been deprived. Well, I mean, and this was just because you know Nintendo was very in the early days um, was very touchy about like not wanting to offend anyone. So there was a lot of like religious imagery that they uh, like stripped out of their games. Um, that you know was just like sort of like casual like background kind of stuff. And Devil World is just all <laughs> there's crucifixes, there's Bibles, there's the devil. there's the devil. <laughs> the devil is in the game. He's yep. in the title of the game. Um. But it I, it is it is not a uh, it's a good time but not for a long time you know what I mean? It was Shigeru Miyamoto's first console only game. I, which is I mean like I don't know all of it is so crazy. Yeah, that is so crazy. I, I totally recommend uh, playing Devil World and playing it just long enough to understand what you're doing in those like first two rounds of levels, um, and then deciding if you like what. But like the the controls are responsive. It's not something you know like totally borked like Clue Clue Land or Ice Climber or whatever. Um, like it plays the way you expect it you expect it to and like the way you want it to. Uh, it's oddly fun. And then Castlevania Legends, we played sure. the first thirty minutes or so of this years ago when no, we, we didn't. did. We didn't? No. It was not they, part of the... Uh... There are three Castlevania games on Game Boy. This is a Game Boy Color one. So uh, Castlevania Adventure and Castlevania Adventure 2, uh, I, I think those are the names of the games, that we did play as part of that Castlevania collection. Oh, okay. This is yet another Game Boy <laughs> Castlevania game. okay. And guess what? It's also bad like the other two. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, also, Mario Party 3 was released for expansion pack back on October 26th, completing the Mario Party on Nintendo 64 that we were promised yes. trilogy. But we are still waiting for 1080 snowboarding. Uh, I believe that's the last uh, Nintendo 64 game that they told us was coming um, and that we just haven't actually seen yet. And then, you know, there are some that where it's like, yeah, I mean... Like Donkey Kong sixty four has to come out at some point, right? Yeah, they love metering out Donkey Kong. They, like Donkey do. Kong uh, Country three was a was added like a year after the uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, on Nintendo Switch. No, Online they launch. they they really and like they made an event of putting the first one out there. Um. So yeah, I, I wonder when we're going to get like more info about that. If we'll see any more of these releases before the end of the year, I bet ten eighty snowboarding comes out. Uh, like end of November, end of right. It's got to come out end of November. I don't know. I mean, we just got Mario Party three at the end of October. Yeah. So the next month, it could be, could be. Go, let's go to the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet will. Uh, tell I'm not, not going to pull up the spreadsheet. <laughs> I mean, at the some point, the spreadsheet's still good. At it's still good. Point, at some point, let's go yeah. to the spreadsheet. All right, all right, all right. Uh, when Kevin Afghani was announced as the voice of Mario and Luigi in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. There was speculation that he would also be the new voice of Wario, but we had no confirmation until the release of uh, WarioWare Move It, and it is now confirmed. Yes. So uh, I think the logical conclusion here is that the next time Waluigi shows up in a game, he's also going to be the voice of Waluigi. Yeah, that all, all stands to reason, although I will say why. Like, why put War Waluigi in a game ever again? Yes. A, that. B... I get why Mario and Luigi can or should be the same voice. Like, they're functionally the same, right? Um, but, like, Wario... The demands on Wario are so different than the demands on these other characters. Um, like, if you're Mario and Luigi, you have to express uh, joy uh, and disappointment. 
literally it, right? Wario, you have to express things as complicated as greed as tinged by a desire for more garlic, right? Or like uh, a desire to pick your nose and fart at the same time, right? These are complicated emotions that the likes of Mario and Luigi will never understand. Um, counter question. Why not? Right? If, sure. If somebody has the range to portray Mario and Luigi and Wario and presumably Waluigi... Uh, I think it's I think it's nice that uh, this the person who is voicing Mario and Luigi is also voicing their like um, disgusting evil counterparts. I mean, I'm trying to get more people more jobs, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have different platforms. That's <laughs> true. <Yeah. laughs> uh, speaking of Mario's new voice actor, Wired asked Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser about the like secrecy surrounding Afghani taking over the role. To which he replied, quote, we want people to enjoy the gameplay experience. And if they enjoyed the voice behind the gameplay experience, that's what's most important to us. Not necessarily highlighting Mario's actor. Which feels consistent with like the way Nintendo runs their stuff all the time, always. Right. Right. Like, um, I, I, I just think about like how infrequently they actually trot out the voice actors for um, the, the characters. Like um, around the release of Tears of the Kingdom, like people put together. Or you know, we we knew who uh, like the the Zelda voice actor coming back, um, and like the Ganondorf uh, voice actor, you know, being someone that people knew and like were excited about. Um, but that's that wasn't Nintendo leading with that, right? Like, um, that's just not in there. Like, Martinet became a celebrity not because they put him front and center, but because like he was Mario for that long, mm-hmm. and so like sort of despite Nintendo's efforts, uh, he became the voice of Mario, the voice and face of Mario. Um, and like, it's so rare that they do like uh, in the lead up to fire emblem three houses. I remember them like being like, here are the voice actors who voice the three heads of, of the houses. And that being like a marketing beat for them. But outside of that, like, I just don't think they do it. Yeah. I don't think they do it either. Uh, I understand why people were like, uh, interested in the new voice of Mario totally. in a way that like other characters wouldn't. But yeah, I agree with you. It's totally consistent with the way that they um, operate. Uh, as long as we're talking about WarioWare for a second, uh, I, there's a, a question I want to pose to you. Um, the, you know, the, the way WarioWare like presents its little like cutscenes before you play a, a bunch of micro games, um, it's not fully animated, right? Uh, it is... Uh, like sort of still drawings that they like move around and they're they're voice acted uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like it is not just a thirty second or minute long cartoon. Why not? Budget. I would be my guess. I, yeah, I would guess that. Well, also, so I think budget, and I'm sure that the and also it's the aesthetics of WarioWare. Sure. And I think, but it's the, the aesthetics of WarioWare. Right. Came out of the fact that WarioWare is always like a lower budget thing. Sure, and 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 I get that. I paid fifty bucks for this game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's cheaper. <laughs> that's cheaper than I paid for my pre-order of uh, Super Mario RPG. Uh huh. But it's also fifty dollars. Yeah. Yep. Like, how much of a budget game are we talking here? And I guess they're just keeping their costs down, and that's part of why Nintendo's as good at what they do as. But yeah, I I understand your point. I understand your point. Like, why not fully animate this? Yeah, I mean, maybe that'll be the selling point for the next one. Yeah. I just, like, it's not something that um, 
I, that I, I don't think I would accept or, or uh, in an, another game, you know, like that. If I was like, what? Why are they, you know, th- this is like some, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 ending garbage or some like twisted metal uh, cutscene nonsense. Um, uh, and it's just a, no, it, nope, no, it's a Nintendo first party game in 2023. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about DLC. We're so on excited Thursday. about this episode. I am. I think it's going to be really <laughs> it's fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, but now we know that the Indigo Disc DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be released on December 14th. So we're a little over a month away. And this will complete DLC for those games. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the DLC release uh, structure for uh, the modern mainline Pokemon games, like that is how they are expanding these things gone are the days where we get um you know either special editions of 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 the two uh games or getting a like combination uh in a a a third game uh they've figured out how to get people to pay 90 bucks for a complete pokemon experience finally the 36th tetris 99 maximus cup is happening this weekend and it'll be super mario rpg themed so uh, even getting a Maximus Cup for it before the game releases, it runs from Thursday, November 9th at 11 p.m. Pacific to November 13th at 11 p.m. Pacific. And it works like previous Tetris Maximus Cups where you earn points. The better you do in a round and after 100 points, you get the theme for your very own. Uh, which is great. I have not played Tetris 99 since the last Maximus Cup which is a, a bizarre like place for me to be in with Tetris 99. Um, but I look, one of the great things about uh, these Maximus Cups is getting new music in that game. And man, if we get that that battle music. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they choose. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm very excited for this. Um, I assume that you're going to uh, play it as well. Get, yeah, get the, for get sure. This theme. Um, I uh, can't believe that we're so close to. Uh, I know the release of the game Mario RPG. Yeah, is it weird that we didn't get one of these for um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder? This is always weird. I don't know why I'm asking the question. Yeah, who knows? It's maybe, bizarre. maybe, um, maybe, maybe it's a month away. Yeah. yeah, maybe they felt like Wonder didn't need it, but I think you're probably right. It'll be like in four months. Yeah, there will randomly be a Wonder one. Well, and like we got one for uh, WarioWare Get It Together, didn't we? There is like a Wario one in there somewhere. Oh, I don't remember. I said, I said that now. I, I don't even know. But like. <laughs> Are you thinking of one of the like six Kirby ones? Am I thinking of one of the six Kirby? I might be thinking of one of the six Kirby ones. You're right. Or one of the two Fire Emblem ones. It's bizarre. The uh, little ecosystem they got going on there. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, if you want to be in, in our Discord, all you got to do is email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.